Thanks, but no thanks. They had been married 28 years. 28 years. Celebrated their silver anniversary with a dozen other couples, close friends. Her parents and brother and his family had come down for the occasion. His sisters and their families had attended too. His mother had been too frail to make the journey, so Raj and she had visited her immediately after so she could bless them. Dear sweet Amma she was glad she hadn't lived much longer what followed would have shattered her the celebrations had been wonderful full of love and togetherness she thought reinforcing family values friendship and commitment and being there for each other what a gullible fool she'd been and how false he For all the time he'd had a love nest established at the side and she'd been blissfully unaware of it. It had been horrific and traumatic when she had actually found out entirely by accident not because of any qualms of conscience on his part let it be clarified. He'd proved to be quite the master of deceit. unraveled by a machine would you believe it a credit card billing error bills started coming in month after month for things they hadn't bought washing machines and jewelry and children's clothes which certainly weren't theirs all the raging and screaming he did on the phone to get it stopped hadn't worked and no one could be convinced it was just an innocent mistake when his reaction was so hysterical so she'd started poking around the home became a cauldron of anger and suspicion the tidy little ziploc bags into which he'd isolated his various lives ripped open and spilled their contents into one roiling boiling pot of deceit distrust rage tears and many other things but not even the least shred of regret on his part only fury that he'd been undone by a wretched computer the grotesque part the horrible night terrors inducing part was how long he'd kept his two lives going to care so little for her after all these years and all they'd gone through together and the perverse argument that it was because he cared for her that he hadn't abandoned her had it not struck him that if he'd actually cared for her enough he'd never have set up this obscene dual life in the first place oh no that had been about his happiness surely she couldn't expect him to sacrifice that forever for her or anyone else selfish insensitive brute Their divorce had been uncontested by either. No sordid public wrangling over their dirty linen. 
he'd not been happy to go. He'd still wanted the best of both lives. But she'd made it plain that ship had sailed. She could not unknow what she now knew. It was over. His actions had been too carefully constructed and deliberate to pass as a mistake. And he still felt no smidgen of regret. So she'd cut him out completely and struggled to put a new life together for herself. Shifted home, changed her job, made new friends, rearranged her priorities and worked diligently on building her new reality. In large measure, she had exorcised him from her life. But she'd been massively wronged and she still nursed a nugget of self-pity and martyrdom coiled down and hidden deep inside her, somewhere secret even from herself. When least expected, it would raise its dragon head and release tongues of raging flame through her, setting her progress back by weeks and months. The only visible symbol of that monster lurking within her was her wedding ring. Try as she might, she was unable to just take off that simple gold band and get rid of it. Even years after Raj had been out of her life, he still sat there on her left hand ring finger, staking his claim to some part of her. So she planned a trip to Mahabalipuram at Pongal, looking for a therapeutic change of scene. Booked it months in advance to get a beach cottage. Every morning, she'd gone eagerly into the sea, hoping its embrace would heal her. They opened the sea access gate at seven, and she'd be standing there with her towel and a hair elastic. The red flag flapped raggedly on its pole, but it seemed to be a permanent fixture, and she'd wondered if they even had any other flag. No one stopped her. Though the security fellow dutifully informed her there was no lifeguard. The waves turned out to be unexpectedly rough both mornings and she'd been very disappointed. She'd gamely given it a shot for she loved the sea but even entering the water had been such a battle. The waves rebuffed her violently and she'd often find herself tumbled into the shallows on all fours with her knees and shoulders grazed. Not one to give up easily, she'd kept trying on both days but hadn't even managed to get past the breakers. The waves followed swiftly one after another and she might face the first one or even two successfully but the next one was sure to get her. On the last morning, the sea even snatched the elastic from her hair and she'd read that as a clear sign to get out. It had been exhausting. And finally, she'd given in and gone back to the shore, thoroughly irritated at being thwarted, but acknowledging that mighty nature was too powerful to be trifled with. The days had been spent languorously swimming and reading by the pool, lazing in the beach cottage she'd paid so much for and generally permitting the hotel staff to pander to her, 
before turning in for deeply restful slumbers lulled by the gentle roar of the waves outside her balcony. The days and nights she'd spent there had been self-indulgent and relaxing. Until lunch on departure day. While tucking in soundly at the buffet counters, something about the sea air always made her ravenous. She'd suddenly noticed it wasn't there. Her wedding ring. Her finger looked pinched and bare and the indent from the habitual placement of the ring was evident. But no ring. The blood drained out of her face and she let out a startled scream. Staff came running up to her. What had happened to madam? When she could pull herself together, she told them that her wedding ring was missing. She burst into sobs and shudders and all hell had broken loose in that lunchroom. Her bags had already been removed from the cottage. The plan had been to have lunched and then made tracks for home. But that plan had been abandoned instantly. The cottage had been turned inside out. There wasn't a shred of linen or a speck of dust in it that wasn't turned over, shaken and scrutinized. The lawns, the walk to the beach, the poolside area, no bit of space she'd entered was left inviolate. The staff had looked and looked and looked along every stretch and into every crevice until it became dark and then continued looking with torches, hoping for an answering glint. But the ring was nowhere to be found. She herself had no idea where she could have lost it, so that was no help. Could it have been the previous night or that morning in the rough sea? How could she not have noticed? She was a basket case. No one watching her could possibly have imagined she'd been savagely betrayed by her husband and had divorced him two years ago. This was like a still raw wound. She'd put in a formal letter of request that they keep looking, just in case, but had finally given up the search and gone home, distraught and dejected and bone-weary, with all the R&R of the previous few days well and truly stripped away. She could not begin to say how difficult it had been to leave that ring and walk away. She'd blamed the angry ocean for robbing her of it, her last connection to the memory of a happy married life. She'd cursed herself for pitting her might against Mother Nature's. This was the wicked old Virago's revenge. She must have ripped it from her unknowing finger during one of those violent buffetings. Yet she'd hoped against hope. Every day she'd phoned the hotel, then reluctantly reduced it to once a week as they continued to assure her, though with diminishing patience, that they would inform her as soon as it was found. Then once a month, until she'd forced herself to stop calling. It was months later that it dawned on her that the loss of the ring, however much it had distressed and terrified her, had apparently liberated her. 
Evidently, it had become a kind of anchor, keeping her firmly in place and preventing her from moving forward. She'd been almost astonished to find that the anger she'd felt at Raj had dissipated like the mist with the sunrise. Once she'd realized what was happening, she consciously reclaimed her mind, pulled it out from under the shadow of her traumatic experience. The sun had shone first hesitantly and then brilliantly in her life and in her heart again. She forgave Raj's treachery and moved on to really appreciate her own precious life. It had been just astounding that he no longer had the power to hurt her. And now, this. She stared at the email on her computer. Her mind raced so fast that the words blurred together no longer made any sense. Just three lines, but enough to make her life the life she'd worked so hard and sacrificed so much to build begin to crumble around her. Her past rewound at supersonic speed and all the black misery and torment she'd put behind her loomed up again menacingly. She shook herself physically out of the auto-rewind and peered again at the loathsome screen, dazed and unwilling to accept the so-called good news it offered her. It was from the GM of the hotel at Mahabalipuram. Not the same person who had been GM then, another person, a woman now. She wrote, During the last storm, some cottages near the shoreline had needed to be evacuated because the waters had come too close. In the process, a wedding ring had rolled out from beneath some furniture and one of the housekeeping staff had instantly connected it to her. It had taken a few days to go through the records and contact her, but she... The GM would be delighted to restore the ring to its rightful owner if she could identify it by quoting the message inscribed inside it. She was, most sincerely, etc., etc. The painful object was already exercising its black sorcery and she couldn't bear to have it and the horrors it brought back in her life. Her fingers flew unbidden over the keypad. Thanks for keeping her in mind, and for informing her of its discovery, but she would be happiest if it could be sold and the proceeds shared among the thoughtful and diligent staff with a double share to the person who'd connected it to her. She was equally sincerely. And as she hit the send button emphatically, she had never felt lighter, freer or more ready and willing. She climbed mentally into the basket of a magnificent hot air balloon, let loose the ties and floated away into the bright blue yonder. Life was an exciting adventure waiting to be had and finally, finally, she was fully kitted out and raring to go. Chapter 2 